Solara Gem Crystal Fusion Light Therapy is full-spectrum light, mimicking the light of the sun. Solara Gem uses crystals and gemstones. Discover the way to enhanced relaxation, balance, and emotional well-being. Scan and buy today. Enter code WISE100 at checkout. Everyone and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. My guest today, calling in from Arvada, Colorado, is Katya Surya. Welcome to the show. Great to be here, Beverly. Oh, we are going to have a good time today. You ready to have a good time? Yes, we will. <laughs> All right, and you're going to share lots of wisdom for the audience. It's going to be fun. But first off, can you tell the audience a little bit about Katya and what she does? I am an Azarius energy worker. And apart from that, I'm also offering Joie de Vivre meditation. I just came up with this name recently, a few days ago. My mentor was asking me to make the meditation that I learned at the institute of i am heart and that we call their heart rhythm meditation my very own so i went into meditation like i always do and then what came to me was joie de vivre that's actually the best name that i can use because what my clients mostly came to me with was oh, i don't really know what's going on but somehow my joy of life is gone can you help me please all right so you're speaking about azaria energy healing now that's a name i've never heard what does azaria mean and what makes your energy work different from some of the other stuff no wonder that you haven't heard it yet because we just came up with this name a couple months ago. I was in the energy healing training course and we didn't start out naming it Azaria's training. We named it Intuitive Energy Healing and Empowerment Practitioner Program. And then towards the end of the training, one of the classmates said, no. That name is too long. We need to have something that is more catchy. So my instructor went into meditation and what came to her was to name it Azarias. And Azarias is actually the name Archangel Raphael works under when on earth in human form. And what we do in Azarias energy sessions is basically smoothing out the client's chakras. So attuning to the client's energy system and then finding out where there might be too much of energy and extracting it from there and then filling it up with more healthy functional energy or discerning where the energy might be weak and putting more energy there. So it's a all in all rebalancing of the chakra system. So it is in a more healthy functional state. So that makes sense. And I, I really, I, I like it, you know, and yeah. how you described, you know, the um, archangel 
Raphael, you said, mm -hmm. right? You know, and that it's the energy coming from him. As I work with the different archangels and and um, white brotherhood and the ascended masters, you know, and each one of them is on a different level and, and on all of them, really, right? So it's, it's that's in interesting to me and very fascinating. So when you talk about that chakra system, because it's something that people are starting to really understand and how mm -hmm. it works, you know, to balance. And, and again, when we feel, you know, out of balance, it's like life just doesn't flow. And it That's just, it. Yeah. Right? And it's like, what the heck? How come I can't, you know, I'm like working hard, but it seems like everything I'm going forward one step and three steps backwards and, you know, and, and bring in that harmony and balance. And that's what meditation does as well. Right. And just, mm -hmm. just quieting the self. So yeah. to be able to, to step into that energy is really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. So how long have you been working in, in the energy field in, did it, I mean, what, what, oh gosh, what's the question I want to ask? It's like, there's so many questions I want to ask. I got to just pinpoint one. So how many years have you been working as an energy healer? I'm still quite a baby with this work. I did my training as an Azarias practitioner last year in 2021. And during that year, we worked on one another as classmates. And then once I've graduated from the training in September 2021, I started working with non-classmates also. And I did my 50-hour practicum that I just finished last month in February. So how has that changed your life? Pretty tremendously. And that's exactly what makes me so passionate about offering it now as a teacher. I started out as a student and felt in my own being the profound change that that brought for me. The most intense struggle in my life was being shut off from my emotions and my receptivity. So when you're tuning into your your own emotions, because obviously you've got to work through your own stuff as well, right? So when you started working in this element, because every healer, including myself, get into what we are seeking for ourselves, right? To, mm -hmm. to reach that balance and everything. Yeah. And, and when you found this and it's become such a passion and I can tell you are so passionate about it and that is awesome because when something works for our personal self, then it's easy to share with the world, right? So what was your biggest aha moment? That biggest aha moment when you started working in this and, and, and the shifting. So give us some exact things that happened when someone worked on you or when you worked on yourself. What were you seeking as an outcome that this modality just, you know, got you so lit up and on fire? Yeah, I can name this magical moment. It was when I committed to really doing the reparenting work that my mentor had asked me to do. I know um, she asked me a while ago already and I was only thinking, oh yeah, that's a good idea. 
but I didn't really follow through with it. And only a while later, once I really committed and did it on a daily basis, I noticed the profound effect because what I was coming from was those big feelings of I'm unworthy, I don't matter, I'm not lovable, I'm just not good enough. And then once I committed to doing reparenting work, that is visiting the inner child within me as my own adult self, I could feel that after maybe two or three weeks, my inner child really felt, oh, I actually do matter. I actually am lovable because Kalia visiting me with such reliable rhythm is the proof of it. And that was really my magical moment, feeling that so clearly from one extreme to the other. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that because that's critical when it comes to, you know, the different modalities and the different healing sessions and where we take and move ourselves, right? Because once we can feel it and we make those those transformations within the essence of who we are, it creates this ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. And it because we're all one, right? We're all connected. And so to be able to share that even on a closer and and the more you share your work with others and and they start feeling these same things, you know, the ripple just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this morning when I was on a walk, I had an insight that takes this whole topic of self-love to an even higher level. I was realizing that Now, when I'm working with clients, um, the client is basically my own younger, more wounded self. And the practitioner is the older self that has integrated those wounds more already. So it really shows that beautiful oneness (laughs) and self-love upgraded. (laughs) That's beautiful. That is so, oh, I just got chills. That is so, (laughs) so beautiful how you spoke that because we we are, you know, we become our own best friend Mm -hmm. or our own worst enemy. And most of us run around being our worst enemy, right? Because we don't know how to like ourselves or love ourselves. And we we have to give, give, give. And and again, what you give to yourself is the only thing that you can give to others, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're not really in, in full harmony with yourself and, and loving yourself at that hundred percent, you can't share that a hundred percent to someone else. Right. And, exactly. and, and I love how you said the wounded child, mm. right? That wounded child, because we all have that child within us, you know, and, and we were, in the masculine and the feminine, you know, right on both sides of the fence. We're going to talk a little bit about that in part two. But right now, I just kind of want to focus on how that healing and and how that shifted. So the more that you work on yourself and, and that elevation takes place, how do you see yourself performing differently in life in general 
as that child heals, it has the adult heals, and you become friends with each other. How has that changed your life and the people in your life and how people respond to you? The main difference is that this wounded child has this default pattern of hiding. And once the wound gets more integrated, it's easier to show up in one's fullness and really shine with all the strengths and the weaknesses included. And how, how has that changed your life and, and how people respond to you now that you're not hiding so much anymore and you're kind of being more vocal and more present and more outspoken? Um, how do people respond to you differently? One um, way it shows up really obviously is me doing things like this. I would not have been feeling safe enough to show up on an interview in my more wounded state. It's just um, getting more confident in engaging with life, with people and showing up for that. I think engagement is really the, the key word here. When you are in fear, then you're typically holding your breath and maybe even leaving your body. So the engagement is really like paused. And, and that's the feeling that I felt myself often. And that's the feeling that I hear reflected from clients as well. It feels like there's somehow a pause button pushed on my life and I wish I could turn the on button on again. <laughs> ah, I love that. I so love so the, that. The only thing yeah. that you really need to do is find your on breeze button. again. <laughs> breeze again. You need to right. engage with your breath again and that helps you to engage with life more fully as well. Oh thank you so much for sharing that because that is so true. And you know we have a lot of people that have come on to the 360 Wisdom Speaks and it's been their first time ever doing an interview or a podcast this is my or something. Second. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You know, and then there's going to be a third and pretty soon it'll yeah. be a hundred and then it'll be five and you'll be doing your own show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for right now, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how you actually started to get to this point in all those pivots. So we're going to take a short break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Whole Life Health with Missy. Listen to what clients are saying. Today was so healing and restful. I appreciate you. I couldn't believe how relaxed my body became. I'm looking forward to making this a part of my self-care. Thank you. Follow Missy on social media. Then scan and book a whole life health session today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Arvada, Colorado is Katja, and she's been sharing some interesting information on energy work and the different healing aspects of it and how it's changed her life. And now, we're going to find out how she got to that point. What were some of those 
pivoting moments, my dear, that started you thinking like, there's got to be more to life than what I have. Well, let's start in my early childhood environment because I have found that my biggest wound is in my root chakra and that's the first 10 years of a person's life. So how did that look for me growing up in, in that environment of mine when I was only a little girl? I was... Um, together with a mom and dad who were fighting really on a daily basis. So receiving those inputs into my energy field was really painful for me. And it was so unbearably painful that I needed to shut it off. So that's why I was saying earlier, I was really numbing out emotions and receptivity and the way it showed up later in my life as an adult was that I did not really allow myself to be in a career where I could have a sustainable income. I was working as a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. And then after that, I worked as a Montessori educator and Montessori educators don't have a great income either. So that was this um, wound of what comes in is so painful. So I'm cutting it off. I was not allowing myself to have a great income as a grown up person either. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, our audience can relate to that as well, you know, and that goes back into not having that self-worth, right? Not feeling that there's value. And you mentioned something in the first part, you know, that, that it was hiding, right? And you learn to withdraw and withdraw and withdraw because you're trying to protect yourself from feeling that unworthiness and shame, you know, shame comes in on, on all of those things because as a child, you know, I know growing up when I was a child and some things that happened, you know, and it's, you ask that, why? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I heard, well, why? Because I said so. And it was like, oh, okay. What does that mean? You know? Mm -hmm. And so working through those, those avenues. And like you said, you begin, you know, to start to see those wounds and how that childhood influence, you know, and when you're in a family where there's nothing but fighting, 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 it, it, it you don't know any difference at that point in your life. It's, it's what it is. And that's all, you know. And so you believe that that's just the way the world is until you start to get out in the world and you're not, you're now you know watching people's families and you're visiting maybe friends and there's never fighting going on and everything's happy and it's like well how, how do I get that I like to go over to Sally's house because it's always fun over there and their mom and dad never fight you know they hug each other and they give each other a kiss when they pass by and it's like what have you ever saw things like that as a child? Have you recalled things in, in that manner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's like, 
wow, how do I get past that, right? How do I get some of that? So when working in the, in the energy healing um, avenue that you're doing now, are you finding that the doors are opening for that, that you can open to receive and you can actually share in that act and start giving um, what you didn't get as a child? Yeah. You know, when there is this subconscious fear that you're just not good enough, that you're just not lovable, that you really don't matter that much, that you're unworthy, then that is what you are radiating. And of course, when you're radiating that, you don't attract uh, much good into your life. So the energy work really helped me relax into my radiance more once I felt um, that the opposite is actually true. And I was describing that in, in section one, that magical moment happened for me once I committed doing that reparenting work on a daily basis, because then my inner child finally felt, oh yeah, I am actually lovable and I actually do matter. And Katya visiting me so regularly, that's the proof of it. You said then, something really critical here. Yeah. And was I committed to doing it daily. Mm -hmm. Daily. Yes. Can you kind of stress why it's important to be consistent on that daily basis? Because that what that little one was so yearning for the care, the love that's not there once in a while or not sufficiently there all the time, that little one wanted to feel the consistency of the care and love. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, that really is critical when it comes being consistent, you know, mm. it just, it's like anything, you know, energy work isn't just a one-time fix, right? Yeah. It's and there's the saying that it takes about 21 days to change a pattern that's been ingrained before to change a habit. And it was about that time that it took me to do those daily visits with my little one. Oh, that's wonderful. I like how you call it reparenting. <laughs> you know, it's a it's another perspective of how to look at that as you being the adult taking care of the child. You know, I mentioned something in the first half that we we're going to talk a little bit about the feminine aspect and the masculine aspect of who we are because we're both male and female energies. It's that positive and negative charges, right? So we have a little bit of all of that in us. So when you're working with that inner child and you're working with that little girl and you're working with that little boy, how does that vary in, in when you're doing that inner child work like that? It's something that Mother Mary has really helped me with. I worked a lot with Mother Mary in a individual retreat once and my mentor gave me a poem about Divine Mother and the two lines that really spoke to me most were, I am the daughter 
and I am the mother. That so touched me and it really felt so true to me that I can be both simultaneously. And that's exactly what is happening in the reparenting because you switch back and forth from that receiving and transmitting role. You can be the transmitter of love and simultaneously the receiver of the love. And it's just magic how that works. You need to try it out for yourself. Oh, honey, I live that way. So, <laughs> but thank you for that reinforcement for sure. It, and it is, it, it is all about giving and receiving, giving and mm -hmm. receiving, you yeah. know, so, so when you look at that masculine aspect of who you are and that feminine aspect of you are, because uh, again, we're, we're both sides of the fence and it has nothing to do with sexuality. It has to do with energy, you know, mm -hmm. so your, your power lies in the feminine energy, which is a negative charge yeah. and your positive energy is in the masculine side, right? Which is the strength. You need power and strength in harmony and you capitalize that in the beginning you know very clearly it's about taking what those chakra systems right those energy ports and bringing them into balance and into healing in harmony can you talk a little bit about you know it's going to kind of tap into the the chakra system and how it works when you're you're working that that energy healing and how you how you spot where like one of the chakras is getting overloaded in energy which isn't good and then there's one that's depleted how do you balance that out what what form does that take can you kind of share that with us yeah there's the saying you need to feel it to heal it right mm -hmm. and in this session that means that you really need to go into the full feeling of the emotion and once that is happening the practitioner can extract it from your system but it's really necessary that the client attunes to that feeling to that emotion fully and completely so when when you're working you know with your client again we're talking about the emotions and the negative emotions, because we always put everything negative, positive, good, bad, you know, it's just an is. But when you're working in those lower chakras, you're working with some pretty intense emotions, right? Such mm -hmm. as shame and guilt and anger and frustration and depression is, yeah. you know, right? And so when when you start allowing that person what you know what's the space someone has to be in when they start tapping into those feelings that are really uncomfortable yeah. right to move i through. found four that are really key in my work it's insecurity inadequacy abandonment and isolation those are really the four main ones that have come up when I'm working with clients and also in my own healing journey. And when you do the healing, you need to allow yourself to travel deeper 
in your being and you traverse several realms starting with the mental one and then when you sink a little bit deeper from there you reach the physical sensations and then when you can go even deeper you might even drop into the level of energetics and emotions so i'm typically um asking the client um what do you feel happening in your being right now is there any thoughts that coming up for you what physical sensation can you discern and is there maybe even an emotion that's coming to the surface and it's really um, a journey to greater and greater depths through those layers of mental physical and emotional yeah exactly and it's not just one level it's clearing on all those levels and that's, yeah. that's really critical. Thank you so much for sharing. And we're coming to a close here. Can you give the audience three tips, something that they can get started within themselves to take away from this conversation here today? What would you say to them to really start to maybe start moving on that journey a little bit closer to their personal healing? Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the fact that root wounding is the biggest thing that I'm encountering when working with clients, I would give three tips to increase the client's stability because stability is such a key issue in the root chakra. So my first tip for increasing stability in your own being would be to make this drop from mind to body or from unconscious breath to conscious breath and then once you have finished that first step my second step would be to breathe into your feet and into your seat and some people that are listening today might know that the root chakra is located at the very tip of the spine, the coccyx or the perineum. And that's when we are breathing into our seat that we reach that center of the root chakra directly. And the feet can be considered as an extension of the root. So I always encourage those practices at the very start when working together with clients to breathe into the feet and into their seat and that's a great way to get to a greater feeling of stability and then the third step would be to really use the emotion of stability and while you're inhaling inhale that feeling of stability into both your feet and your seat as heartfully as you can and that pushes out anything that is not like it so those are my three tips for increasing stability that is powerful now those are words of wisdom because you know really the stability in life is critical right and mm -hmm. even you know even to get that harmony you need that stability you know, and, and we go back into some of the, the wisdom from, you know, the ancients, right? 
if you're building a house on a rocky foundation, <laughs> what's going to happen? It's not going to stay solid, yeah. right? You know, so when you build a house on, on dirt and it rains a lot, something's going to give. Right. And that's mm -hmm. why you build it on a cement slab and you really build that foundation and it starts with the foundation. So thank you so much for sharing that because stability is a piece of that foundation. Mm -hmm. So how people can find you is going to be attached to this video. It's going to be attached to the audio. So if you want what she's got, <laughs> reach out to her and let us know. Comment below and share on what you found that was really important that helped you maybe take a different step or a different direction to say, you know what, if she can do what she's doing, why can't I? And the answer is, why can't you? <laughs> right? And so we want to help you get moving forward on your journey as well. So reach out to her if you want to, because all those information is going to be here. And I want to say thank you for joining us today on another episode of 360. Wisdom Speaks. Go out. Make it a great day. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Shungite, the EMF protection stone. Premium quality goods. Introducing the Shungite Pyramid. Positive energy for your sacred space. Wearable protection. Shungite. Scan and buy your Shungai today.